and welcome to the Holistic Weight Loss and Lifestyle Podcast. Please join me as I share the body, mind and soul approach that helped me to lose over 150 pounds of weight after over 30 years of countless failed dieting, starting from age nine. I am a qualified nutritional therapist, low-carb expert, stress management consultant, sleep mindset, psychology of weight loss, holistic fertility, fasting and coaching. I'm also a writer, blogger, and in a previous slide, I practiced as a qualified lawyer. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Holistic Weight Loss and Lifestyle Podcast. Episode 15. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast and joining me here every week. I very much appreciate this opportunity to share my passion and by listening, you allow me to have this safe space to share my thoughts. I do not take the privilege of being allowed into your life for granted. Of course, it's a privilege. There are a million and one other things to do in life or to listen to with all the competing interests out there and you have chosen to share this time with me. Thank you. I very much appreciate all the feedbacks, the love, the reviews, the shares, the messages. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So this episode will be published on 27 December 2023. And it is that time of the year when some of us may choose to write New Year resolutions. Question, will you be making New Year resolutions? What are in your New Year wish list? Send me a message on my Instagram, Bell's Low Cap World, and please share your 2024 New Year resolutions with me. I'd really love to hear what you've got planned for the year. So today I would like to chat about whether there are any benefits whatsoever to writing New Year resolutions or whether they're just a pointless exercise and a waste of time. Has science got anything to tell us about New Year resolutions? And in preparing for this episode, I looked at various digital and paper diaries and notebooks that I have kept for more years than I care to remember. And I looked at my New Year resolutions going back to so many years. Yep, my bad, I'm hands up. I'm one of those people that do New Year resolutions. And some years I call them New Year resolutions. And in some years I've called them life plans or even life notes. So majority of those notes started with, I want to lose weight. In one, I actually wrote and I quote, I want to lose weight, FFS, change the narrative. This has been a new year resolution for ooh, around 24 years. Sort this out, I wrote to myself. Given how often losing weight will appear on top of my new year resolutions, year after year after year after year, It will be very easy to cynically dismiss New Year resolutions as a pointless exercise. However, looking back at my notes, I found them very helpful in taking stock and actually appreciating how far I have come in life. I saw resolutions for 2020 where I talked about starting a podcast, recording a meditation, something that I did absolutely nothing about until this year. There were various personal and financial goals that had reached in 2020, 2019 and even 2017 
that I have now achieved and hadn't even thought about them for a long time. I could also see that for some of those resolutions, I would write things like get to a certain weight. There always seems to be the same weight over several years. And I'll write things like get to that particular weight and find a boyfriend. (laughs) I would write things like forget about men until that particular weight. And I guess there has always been a weight that I felt comfortable and sexy at. And I'm in two minds thinking about this today, whether this could be seen as postponing life by saying that I wouldn't bother finding love until I get to a certain weight. The reason I'm in two mind is because it's also very important to feel comfortable and confident in yourself before getting into the world of dating. Because that world, especially if over online dating, can be quite brutal and you really need to kind of be comfortable with who you are because otherwise you're going to be, oh, it, it can be very, very difficult to do online dating. So it's a balancing act whether I was postponing my life when I was thinking about getting to a certain weight before dating, but it's also a good idea to be comfortable with who you are before you put yourself out there. But that's a conversation for another time and not something that we're going to get into today on today's podcast, which is all about New Year resolutions. So what does science and data tell us about New Year resolutions? So according to a study by the University of Scranton, only 8% of people will achieve their New Year resolutions. 8%. That is quite a low number. Another research says that 23% of people quit their New Year resolutions by the end of the first week of January. Oh my goodness. 23% of people quit their New Year resolutions by the end of the first week of January. Another research then says that 43% of people quit their New Year resolutions by the end of January. Wow. Those numbers are not very encouraging, are they? 8% of people achieve their resolutions, 23% quit at the end of the first week and 43% quit by the end of January. Those statistics are not very encouraging, are they? Not encouraging at all. Okay, so failed New Year resolutions are so common that there is an even an unofficial ditch New Year resolution days, which is celebrated on January 17. Some people also call the second Friday in January the Quitter's Day, as the day New Year resolutions die. Ouch! Hmm. Okay, with such low bars for success, you may be surprised to hear me say that when I thought about this podcast subject, I wasn't bothered one way or another about making new New Year resolutions. But you know what? I have changed my mind completely. I will take out some time to reflect and put down some plans for 2024. And these are some of the reasons why I think New Year resolutions are good. Resolutions can provide a chance to reflect on life, to get some clarity, some goals, some directions, intention, purpose, a new beginning, a fresh start. 
some new breath into doing something. And it doesn't matter if it is something that you have resolved to do in previous years. It is still a brand new start and another inspired attempt to make that reset happen. You're still hustling. You're still trying. You're still stepping on top of that horse. You haven't given up. You're still trying to Oh, perfect your strategies and plan how to achieve those goals. I also think it's a very good idea to take time to reflect on not only the things working in our lives, but also take responsibilities for the things that haven't worked out well, as well as seeking ways to readdress the balance or just to kind of figure out how to make those things to work. And the same way I felt good looking at those old resolutions and seeing that I had achieved some of those things I hadn't even thought about for some time, New Year resolutions can also make us feel good. And even if the path to success seems difficult, having a plan on making our lives better gives us hope and optimism for a brighter future where things will be better. I mean, that's got to be a good thing, right? The way we frame our New Year resolutions can also make a difference on whether they work better or not. And I will explain what I mean by this in a bit. But if I'm picking up on a random year resolution for me, I've got things like, oh, I need to lose weight. I need to write that novel. I need to leave my job. I need to work on a business. So it's all I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. And trying to research this topic, I came across a study by Per Kalbring from Stockholm University who tracked the progress of 1,066 people who made New Year resolutions at the end of 2017. He categorized their intentions into two classes. Some were avoidance goals, which as the name implies, involves quitting things like quitting chocolate, quitting smoking or quitting social media. And the others were approach goals, which involved adopting a new habit, such as cycling twice a week or practicing some French lessons for 15 minutes every night, something I'll talk about in the next episode. I'm currently taking French classes and I'll talk more about this next time. Carl Brink found that on average, the participants were about 25% more likely to meet their approach goals than the avoidance goals. He concluded that instead of stopping things, you should start doing things. Carl Brink found that we can often turn an avoidance goal into an approach goal to maximize our chances of success. For someone who wants to lose weight, for instance, an avoidance goal might be something like, I want to stop eating chocolate. I want to stop eating chocolate. The better approach will be to have an approach goal, which means adopting a new habit that will still help with the weight loss, but which is actually doing something positive, taking on a new habit, taking on a new way of doing something that still works towards that goal of losing weight rather than I want to avoid eating chocolate. For example, I want to start eating organ meat like liver every day or something like I want to eat oily fish like sardines every day. Instead of making chocolate the resolution, you're 
pledging to eat better, which in effect makes you healthier, which keeps your blood sugar lowered and reduces cravings and encourages you to stick to those wonderful low-carb meals. Similarly, if I want to reduce my phone scrolling or using social media, I might set myself, for instance, the goal of listening to 30 minutes of an audiobook daily, which is also something I'll talk about next week in the next podcast. If you've set yourself that goal of spending every day listening to some audiobook, if you have some downtime, because you have to listen to an audiobook, you will effectively have less time to spend endlessly scrolling on your phone on social media because that time, that downtime has been occupied by doing something else, which is listening to those 30 minutes of audiobook. The purpose of your resolution is to spend less time on social media. But instead of the avoidance of I want to spend less time on social media, you've chosen the proactive goal of I'm going to read 30 minutes of an audiobook, a good audiobook every day. You then have less time to spend on social media during your time, your downtime. And that effectively means that you're doing something proactive, something more purposeful, if you like, which is listening to those good audiobooks and which ineffectively means that you've achieved your goal of spending less time on social media. Looking at what people always put for New Year resolutions, there is a lot of people wanting to be happy. And there's a lot of resolutions about mental health, better mental health. So a New Year resolution could be, I want to be happier and I want to laugh more and I want to look after my mental health even better. We can make these stronger by making them approach goals. So rather than just saying, I want to be happy, we can try and adopt a new habit. For example, at least once a month, I'm going to go and watch comedy. Or once every quarter, I want to go to a stand-up comedy and laugh. We can also adopt things like, I want to start every day with a gratitude meditation, which is like we've discussed in various episodes are just amazing for our mental health and for absolutely everything in life. So that way, again, we're adopting an approach goal. I want to meditate every morning. I want to start my day with prayers. I want to start my day with meditation. And perhaps instead of saying, I want to, I will start my day every morning with meditation or with some prayers. So that happiness goal is becoming something that will have 25% more likelihood of success by being an approach-based goal rather than just, oh, I want to avoid being unhappy, if that makes sense. It's not surprising that January are the busiest time in most gyms because most people have that new year resolution of trying to get fitter. So yeah, I want to get fitter this year and then they go and join a gym membership. And unfortunately, like we've seen on this podcast, by the end of that first week or second week, many of those resolutions fail. So again, rather than having something like, oh, I want to get fit, we can again make this an approach-based goal. How about every week I'm going to go for 30 minutes walk at least three times a week? How about every week I'm going to cycle at least three times a week? How about once a week I will go swimming? Once a week I will go swimming or whatever sports you enjoy. How about once a month I'm going to go to a club and go dancing? Again, 
we're having fun, we're exercising, but you're making it something that is a practice rather than, oh, I want to get fit. And that just doesn't seem to work better than actually having specific goals. If saving more money is on top of your new year resolution, instead of just saying, I want to save more money this year, how about again, having something specific, depending on what your budget is and what your outgoings is, right? Let's just pick a number, hundred pounds. How about every month I'm going to save hundred pounds or every month I'm going to save at least 500 pounds or however much you earn and however much you're able to save. But again, having a specific figure makes it a goal that is going to be easier to achieve than just a random vague, I want to save more money this year. And I think even though the figures and the data seem to be so low, it doesn't mean that you will not achieve these New Year resolutions if you decide to make some. But having said all of that, what if in the second week in January, you find yourself struggling to keep those resolutions? The first thing to say is don't beat yourself up if you have faced a setback. Get right back on that horse and keep going. You don't need to wait till the start of yet another year for that fresh start vibe. Every new month is a chance for a new fresh start. Every Monday is a new start. In fact, every day we wake up, we take a breath and we see ourselves alive is a day to be thankful and a chance for a new beginning. So it doesn't matter if you failed your new year resolution by the second week of January or even the end of the first week like that statistics at the beginning of this podcast said, it doesn't matter. You try again, you try again, and you try again. Every day you wake up is that new beginning. So that's the day you seize that day, you seize the moment, and you try again. And hey, any journey worthy of pursuit will include a few bumps along the way. And by never quitting and by getting right back on that horse, you're already winning. So if you have time in the next few days or weeks or even whenever today, if you can, then take some time, reflect on the year that's just coming to the end and make out some new year resolutions for 2024. And, oh, I wish you the very, very, very best of luck in not just in the new year as we go into 2024, in those resolutions, in everything that you do. And I thank you most sincerely for spending 2023 with me and for allowing me to have the joy of having this podcast, which I love so, so very much. I'm keeping this podcast a short one because I know this time of the year can be the busiest for so many people including me. I've got a house full of family right now. And oh my goodness, how are you going with the turkey? Oh, turkey is not my best food. And after Christmas Day, I'm so over it already. Actually, Christmas is the only day I ever eat turkey ill. Um, yeah, so good luck. <laughs> good luck with all that leftover food. And um I hope you've had a lovely Christmas and I wish you once again all the very best in 2024. Happy New Year, my dearest listener. May you get all your heart desire. I wish you good health. I wish you every happiness. Thank you for joining me on this last episode of the year and I hope to see you next week 
on the next episode of the Holistic Weight Loss and Lifestyle Podcast as we move into the first episode of 2024. Take care and have a great week. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to the Holistic Weight Loss and Lifestyle Podcast. If you like this podcast, please do me a huge favor and like, subscribe, share with your family and friends, and please review this podcast so that other people can find us. Please see our show notes for any links referred to in the episode. If you wish to connect with me on social, my Instagram is Bells Low Carb World. That is B E L E S Low Carb W O R L D. I hope you join me next week for the next episode of the Holistic Weight Loss and Lifestyle Podcast. Have a fantastic week and thank you. This podcast is for informational purposes only. This podcast does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. Thank you.